Welcome to Photo Mission Focus, Discussing Photography, a podcast all about the things that we love about photography. This is Focus on Rotation, where I have different hosts joining me at the desk as we share and learn each week. Come and enjoy this week's episode with us. Welcome to Photo Mission Focus, Discussing Photography. Hi, I'm Steve Fingal. I'm actually flying solo again on this episode. I recently did a, a presentation on street photography for one of the Brisbane Camera Clubs and it was really interesting because there's a lot of interest obviously in street photography and some of the techniques you can actually use. So we've done a couple of podcasts on Focus where we've talked about street photography but I, I thought I might share some of my ideas on street photography and, and what it is and some people get confused about what is street photography and street photography can be a number of things to a number of people. My idea of street photography, it's candid photography. It's basically that you've gone out and captured something as it's been happening in the real world and you've had no influence on it. So you haven't set it up in any way, you haven't posed anybody, you haven't coached anyone to do something they wouldn't normally do. But what you do is you're catching everyday people doing everyday things on the street. Other people have a completely different idea and there's I suppose my approach to street photography is to stand back and observe and capture. Some people do some type of a different street photography which can be a little bit confrontational where they actually come up close to someone with a camera and start shooting. And that can be unnerving for people um, on the receiving end of getting the photographs. And, you know, sometimes, yes, it revokes a reaction on the person's face and they get this reaction um, that they capture. But I don't know that it's always a really... It's a really good thing to do. I mean, particularly now with the way the world is and with you know COVID-19 and the pandemic, people are really, I suppose, dealing with a lot of stuff on their plate. And sometimes like, you know, just doing something like showing a camera in the face could just be enough to kind of really make someone snap. So I've never been wanting to jump in, basically push cameras up to people and snap close. I'll tend to shoot a little bit further back which is, like I said, and I've got some great results. I thought I'd share a couple of things that, or a couple of aspects of street photography that I quite like. The first one I'm going to talk about is using backgrounds. So in any cityscape, there's usually some fantastic backgrounds. Now, sometimes these can be advertising backgrounds or they can be shop um, display windows. So in a lot of cities, you know, some retailers will go to great lengths to make a really fantastic looking shop window display. So, and people will just be walking past the shop window and sometimes there's mannequins in the window. And it's almost sometimes, if you look, it's almost like the mannequins are watching people walking by. So I've been lucky enough to shoot some shots where I've had, you know, there's been mannequins and they've actually, if you capture the person in the exact right spot, it looks like the mannequins are actually, made they're turned, they're actually looking at that person. So they're, you know, observing them. So... One of my suggestions is to go into a city area, look for some backgrounds that are interesting. So interest can be either in the patterns or colours or whatever's in the background, but you know, find something that's pleasing to you. What you can do is then simply just wait for people to walk past and at the appropriate time, press the shutter. Now you can be standing back a little bit. I tend to do this with a 24 to 105 lens on the camera. So sometimes I'm shooting at that long end of the lens you know, I'm around maybe 85 to 100 or somewhere around that mark. 
So I'm actually framing up and just basically capturing the window. And sometimes I'll even be across the street. Um, obviously, you've got to time it with traffic and stuff like that as well. So, But sometimes the sidewalk or there's a mall where there's enough space for you to be you know, suitably away that the person might even realise that you're there taking the shot. And it could be just that you're taking a shot of the window, which essentially that's what you are doing. But the idea of using backgrounds is is then it's looking for what subjects walk into it. Now, this is totally random because you have no control over it. So sometimes the colours that are dictated in the window display, you'll have someone that's coming along wearing corresponding colours, which makes it really interesting because then it looks like they're a part of the display, but they're on the outside of the window. So quite often I'll wait and just watch. Now, the, the technique I normally do is I usually... Um, have my framing worked out where I'm looking um, quite often then I'll use one eye to watch what's going on on the street and I'll be looking for people coming and going so basically I'll see someone interesting so I'll be getting ready to get the front get in frame and wait for that person and sometimes you're not sure exactly where to put them in the frame so you might pop off two or three shots while they're walking through that frame and then you can pick your favorite um, variation on the theme then one of the things you have to do with when this type of photography is you do want to try and freeze the action. So you're going to be using a shutter speed. Typically I'm going to be shooting around you know, 320 or 1 400th of a second shutter speed just to make sure I freeze that walking action. I quite often like getting it because you're shooting their feet as well. So quite often you can get the shoe in the, you know, as, as they're walking so it's in that position interesting observations you make with couples it's quite often couples will work walk in unison so when you're shooting the pictures you'll actually see that their their steps are actually in time with each other so their shoes in exactly the same position as they're walking so that's just an observation i've had of shooting street photography and shooting couples walking past people sometimes like i said they get into the same rhythm of walking and so sometimes just where you take that shot to making how interesting it is where the foot is, um, where it, whether it's just making contact with the ground or, or how it is. But again, you just want to watch your shutter speed. And quite often in these situations, you know, you can forego a little bit of depth of field because the person's quite close to the window. So you can be shooting quite shallow. You can be shooting around F4 or even... And it depends. Like some people walk quicker than others. Some people are quite brisk at walking. And they're flicking their... They're moving their hands... So to freeze the arms swinging backwards and forwards, sometimes that's why you need that slightly faster shutter speed. So basically, you know, you go out, find a spot and position yourself and give yourself a time limit, like just like in that position. Say, okay, I'm prepared to spend 20 minutes here to see what I can get. So sometimes just the people walking through just aren't the right kind of fit for what you're trying to do. I mean, quite often you're looking for something that contrasts with the the window display that could be you know, the color of their hair the color of their clothes the color of their shoes whatever they're wearing so sometimes you get very lucky and you get some really you know vibrant people walking past that are brightly dressed and they fit the fit the scene really really well so that's one area of street photography that you can practice and you don't have to kind of get too close to people um, and you can produce some interesting results I love that type of those type of shots too on rainy days when the umbrellas are out because people are walking down the sidewalk with the umbrella up and again that can make a really interesting picture and a lot of people actually shy away from shooting on rainy days but you can get some of your best shots when it's actually raining on street because people 
you see people are there racing to get to get on the bus or they're racing across the street or they've got their umbrella out. And again, it just adds another element of interest to the image. So basically it just gives you, you know, another point in the image that makes it unique. And obviously the viewer can see if there's an umbrella and there's, there's moisture on the ground because that can sometimes help. There would be some reflections which can make it interesting as well. I call this, I suppose this technique is using backdrops, using backdrop, using whatever available to you. And like I said, letting people just randomly walk into that frame and then you capturing something out of that. That's one technique. Another technique which can give you interesting results is a technique I call drop camera. I don't mean literally drop your camera, but what I do is I tend to have the camera shooting as wide as possible. So I'll be, if I've got the 24 to 105, I'll be at, I'll be at the 24 mil in and I'll actually get the camera basically on the ground. So I'm actually putting the camera down I'll tend to shoot portrait mode, not in landscape mode. So the, the camera's rolled onto its side, so I've got hand on the on the grip and the shutter is easy to operate. Because I normally have a strap on mine, so it's hard to sit the camera to do a kind of a, to keep it level to do a um, a landscape shot. But by using you know the side of the body of the camera in contact with the ground, you can actually move it up down slightly. But I tend to just about have the lens touching the ground because... What I like to catch in this is obviously you're catching the sidewalk or the road or whatever the surface is that you're, you're shooting on. And then obviously you are people in the distance. And it works best, like I said, in a mall or something where you can find a spot where you're not going to get run over by people, but you can get the camera down really low and shoot this really, really low exaggerated angle. And it can produce some different shots that you can't produce. If you stood up and took that same shot, you know, at normal normal height where you hold your camera, it has it takes on a totally different look. I mean, this distorts people, make people makes people look taller than they are. It changes the angles on the buildings, but again, it can just give you another interesting view. And you know, like I said, it's, I call this technique drop camera, and it's just basically get the camera down as low. And it's about in all areas of photography, you should always try and change your angles, switch your angles up, and use different angles to create different looks. So. That's the low angle or the drop camera in street photography. There is another technique I like to use in street photography, and that is to get up high. So sometimes you can get up on a balcony or you can get up on a staircase or in a car park in a city, and you can be shooting from you know a couple of floors up, shooting down. So again, it gives you a very different view of the street. So you're actually shooting down on people's heads and, and, and whatnot. Quite often, again, it just creates you can create some different types of images that are just, again, if you shot them down at street level, they wouldn't have the same impact and appeal. So these are just some simple things where you just, and the other thing about it is it takes you out of the immediate, if you've never done street photography, it takes you out of the immediate eye of the person you're shooting. They're not they're not looking up typically at the a balcony or a building where you're standing with your camera and you could be up there shooting anything so they're not sure what you're actually shooting. It's a like I said, it's a technique that I use quite often. I do like to do it. Sometimes I'll shoot in, in a position like that, shoot down into a, like a mall or something, but I'll, I'll use a long lens. So I might even have like a 100 to 400 mil lens and I'll be shooting at the long end of the lens. So you're shooting down and isolating a segment of that scene down there. And I like the way when you do that with a, a long lens, how you can get the depth of field compression with the separation with a long lens. Again, it works good too with the, uh, say if you've got a 70 to 200 lens, you could use that and shoot it at the 200 
middle end of that lens and get a very similar result. So, and again, so they're just simple things that you can do that changes the way your images look. So just don't look like they've been shot standing on the pavement, walking, looking straight across. You know, the low angle, the high angle, just gives you another area of just a way to experiment. Basically get out there because with street photography, it's all about just getting out there and trying things and finding things that you like and finding a look that you like. The other technique which is well worth doing, and again, and again, it's about really trying to understand angles, is shooting from the hip. So the shooting from the hip idea has been around for a long, long time and used by street photographers where basically, you know, you hold the camera at hip height and you're pressing the shutter and you're actually firing the camera off without really always being able to see the viewfinder. So you need to kind of do a lot of experimental shots to work out what angle to hold the camera at and what's going to be in the frame. Some of the modern cameras now with the flip-out screens, you can have the screen flipped up maybe in a position so you're looking down on it so you can actually see it. The other thing too which I like about the some of the modern cameras is with the flip-out screens, they have a touch shutter f- function where you can actually... You know, so it looks like, for all intents and purposes, anyone walking past, you're you're fiddling with the settings on your camera on the back of the screen, but you're actually using the touch shutter. So I've used that a couple of times where I like to be able to do that. The other thing I find that flip-out screen is really handy if you've got a flip-out screen on your camera is if you're shooting a high angle, but you're not up high, but you're, you're putting the camera up as high as you can reach shooting down. You know, I recently went to a um, motorbike display of of unique motorbikes at a, one of the art museums in Brisbane and there was a really interesting motorbike with the dials and I think a very art deco it's very interesting but taking a shot holding the camera kind of normally it didn't really show the impact so you know I put the camera up as high as I could reach but and then flip the screen down so I can actually I could actually then frame it up to get what I wanted and just get and it just changed the angle of it which just gave a really unique view of that motorbike shooting it from above but I was still basically on the I was at the same level as the motorbike but again just using what was available in my camera and using the, the flip out screen I could still get my finger around to the shutter and operate the shutter normally I didn't worry about using a touch shutter in that instance but again these are things to experiment with and think about what tools may be in your camera that you can use to give you more confidence when you're shooting on the street. One of the other things I love about modern cameras is the silent shooting mode. Now, some of the new mirrorless cameras, you can shoot completely silent. So some people, if they're shooting on, say, a bus or another enclosed, like a restaurant or something like that, are worried about getting that shot off because people will hear the shutter go off. Again, you can experiment by using your silent shutter modes. And I can tell you it's... it's more for your peace of mind than for the person because most people won't hear the, hear the shutter anyway, but you hear that sound and that, oh, I've just taken a photo, so I have not noticed. It just helps your confidence too that you know if the shutter's quiet, there's less chance of someone actually going to be able to um, hear the shutter being fired and you don't kind of have to worry about someone's going to come up and say, what are you doing, taking photos? So again, it's trying to use what's available in your camera and trying some different things like some different angles to get some different images. And like I said, it's just amazing how you can change the way things look. The other thing is too, quite often if you've seen, you've been following someone on Instagram and you've seen the shots that they've taken, you go, oh, I want to go and recreate those shots. 
That's fantastic, but why not think about it? Go and shoot from a slightly different position where, where those shots were taken to give it your own signature look rather than just going to the same spot that everyone's gone to and shot the same classic shot. Put your stamp on it. Basically stand in a different position, shoot it for a slightly different way, maybe even shoot it at a different time of day because obviously, depending how the light's falling, um, that can have a big influence on how the shot looks. So sometimes, you know, there's places where people go and shoot and they're always shooting at the same time of day. Um, so they go and replicate, you know, a sunrise or a sunset shot. But sometimes, like I said, if you go to a different time of day, you can create in that spot a unique-looking image based on the way the light's falling at that time of day. And that's something else to think about as well. One of the other things that a lot of people do ask me about with street photography is what gear i mean you can shoot street photography with basically any any type of camera having a very small camera is actually an advantage because you don't stand out as much a couple of things that i do like to do is when i'm shooting street photography is i will take a mirrorless camera i'm currently shooting with the canon eos r5 but what i'll do is i won't use the standard neck strap that comes with that camera i'll replace it with a slings a sling type strap so basically I can have it slung over my shoulder and the camera drop down by my side so when I'm walking I can virtually hide the camera the camera is kind of not very obvious so I'll, I'll have it on my kind of blind side to where people are walking and um, the camera will just hang there nicely out of home's way and when you're ready you can just grab the camera take the shot and then drop the camera back down again again this gives you a little bit of couldn't you know i suppose it gives you a little bit of a invisibility on the street there's an expression about you know street photographers is you know should be shadows in the street and basically what you want to be you just want to be in the shadows not not really making making an impact on the scene or making an impact on the the subjects that you're shooting you just want to be off doing that kind of stealthily so there's a couple of techniques you can do like i said even just with the camera strap using a, a different um, type of strap that the camera comes with just to, again, get the camera kind of so it's not the focus of you. The other thing is the way you dress. I always suggest people when you're doing street photography, one, you need good, comfortable shoes because you will travel, you will cover a lot of ground. You do have to walk backwards and forwards, moving around, looking at different spots. So, so having good, comfortable shoes is a must. The other thing which I can suggest to you as well is use a... You know, the clothes that you wear. Wear something fairly bland and fairly unobtrusive. You know, don't wear your Hawaiian shirt or your picture of, you know, shirt with rainbow lorikeets all over it. Wear something that you just kind of blend in and you don't stand out too much. Again, it's just about putting yourself in a position where you're kind of just blend into the background and you're not being kind of standing out, which again helps your confidence. Most people won't even notice you. That's been my experience is that I can be shooting for ages and people don't even know that you're shooting. They're not even aware of it. They're busy doing whatever they're doing. They're on their phone. They're talking to somebody. They're eating something. They're doing some other activity. So they're just completely oblivious to the fact that you're there taking shots. These are things, like I said, but you have to learn and build your confidence up to do this because not everybody can basically bust on the street start shooting and be confident people's most i suppose the the hesitancy to do it is they don't want to have a confrontational 
uh, episode with someone. And if you, like I said, if you treat it in a way that you don't get in people's faces, you keep back, you keep low profile, you can actually be that shadow on the street. You can just be in the background taking the pictures and capturing some interesting things. It doesn't matter where you go, this interesting street scenes everywhere. So even sometimes in the smaller areas, you might think I have to go to a large city. You don't have to go to a large city, you know, even some smaller regional cities, some unique stuff going on that you don't see in large cities that makes it interesting. Yes, COVID has changed it. The pandemic has actually changed street photography because now quite often there's not the number of people that normally you would see in the city. Um, I find going in most weekends that the numbers are very, very light on the street, which creates challenges, but it also creates opportunities as well because you can shoot shots that you couldn't get before because maybe you wanted to shoot down a, you know, an alleyway or something and there was always people hustling and bustling and you may just wanted to get one or two people in the shot. Now you've got that opportunity possibly to get that shot because you don't have all the people in the city um, moving around. So again, everything is in kind of in balance. When something happens, yes, there's some downsides, but sometimes there's always a positive side as well that you can look at and work out what what positive experience can I can I gain from this opportunity that's been created? So that's one way to look at street photography. It's about you going out there and making your own opportunities and looking for those things. One of the most, I suppose, important parts of street photography is you've got to have really good powers of observation. You've really got to be looking, scanning, looking what's going on around you, not just not just what's in front of your camera. You need to be mindful of what's happening behind you. You need to be mindful of what's happening either side of you because sometimes there's a better shot behind you. I quite often see this happen when people are shooting a sunset. They'll set their camera up on the tripod. The camera is shooting, you know, sitting on the tripod and it's pointing towards the west and they're waiting for something interesting to happen in the sunset. In the eastern sky, there's an amazing reverse sunset happening which looks much much better than the sunset in the west so sometimes people get into this situation where they're actually thinking this is where the picture is but sometimes the picture is not actually there it could be behind you it could be beside you it could be above you it could be somewhere else that makes that interesting shot so i always say to people when you're shooting stuff like this I, i coined a phrase called shoot loose if you shoot loose, I mean, you're not pointing the camera in, in a direction that you're just focusing on. You're actually looking at all directions all around you so you can be shooting, like I said, moving around and shooting. And, and in street photography, that's what I'm saying well about wearing comfortable shoes. You do have to move a lot. And sometimes, you know, you'll be in a position and then a bus will pull up or a truck will pull up and block your view. So you've got to then go and, you know, reposition yourself to get into another position. So, like I said, it's it is a time. It is about time, spending the time. The more time you spend, the chances are the more shots you're going to get of something interesting that someone else hasn't caught. That's the great thing about street photography. You have an opportunity to capture capture shots that no one else has got, because every situation is going to be unique. Each time, it's going to be changing. There's going to be different different things in play. Yes, you might have the same type of you know. Groups of people crossing the crossing or doing things, but there's always going to be some element that's going to be different from the last time someone was there shooting. So it gives you that opportunity to look for that 
interesting observation. I remember I was shooting in the city and then I'd driven into the city and as I just got to the city, a big storm had hit and so there was, you know, it, had been, it just started pelting down and there was the gutters were flowing with water and it kind of caught a lot of people out because it wasn't really a forecasted um, storm. So there was people that, you know, they, they weren't prepared for it. So there was people scrambling to get from where they were when the rain started to somewhere undercover. And I managed to get some really interesting shots of people running and doing stuff. But there was a couple that had obviously just come. We've got a, in Brisbane, on the south side of the river, we have a place called South Bank. And there's a beach there, um, Streets Beach. And it's a, you know, where people can actually go swim in the city and there's sand and whatnot. So it's a man-made beach. So I think this couple obviously had been over there. So they both still had their swimming costumes on. And so they're just walking across the street. It's absolutely pouring. It's pelting of rain. People have had who had umbrellas had umbrellas up and they're huddled under the umbrellas. And this, this pair just walk casually across the street. I mean, they've just been swimming, so they've been totally wet. So a bit more rain's not going to hurt. And they're dressed in their swimmers. But again, I got, I got a couple of shots of them crossing the street with a bunch of other... Um, pedestrians crossing and so their their persona was completely different to everybody else because they just thought well they were just embracing the rain because the way they were dressed but again you have to be ready to shoot these things and these things unfold very very quickly and that's why your powers of observation you need to be looking around what's happening you need to be looking for things and quite often something will a scene will build in front of you and what I'm saying about a scene or build in front of you, you'll see some elements come together. So you'll see, you know, a couple of people coming together and it might be they come together and they have an embrace or they have a, a some other type of interaction or, or they're exchanging something um, in the, or they're talking with their hands and it's quite, you know, uh, interesting gestures are happening that, that sometimes if you've got your camera ready to, to capture that, you can just capture something that's happening that's just some point of interest. So that only comes about by having the camera, by kind of having some go-to settings that kind of give you, a, I suppose, a, an opportunity to capture things. And like I said, stuff on the street, people waving their arms and moving. Sometimes you want intended camera movement in your shots. That's interesting sometimes. But there's other times you don't want intended movement in the shot. You want to freeze it. So basically you've got a sharp image. The other thing that people worry about too sometimes because when you're shooting in cities, sometimes you're shooting in low light situations and people are kind of hesitant to push up their ISO. So they sacrifice the graininess for for blurriness. So I'd rather have a grainy picture that's not blurry than having a um, you know a non-grainy picture that, that's really blurry because you've shot down at a lower shutter speed because or a lower ISO because you couldn't push the shutter speed up any higher. So think about sometimes that it's worthwhile, especially in street photography, it can actually add it can add a bit of interest having that grain noise in the picture, especially the night shots. I'm sometimes we'll shoot up around twelve thousand eight hundred, which is a very, very high ISO setting. But it gives me a result that I can use. I can still get a usable image out of it. The other thing too is some street photography actually looks better in black and white. So those types of shots, you can do a black and white conversion after the shot. And again, that's, you know, it's kind of a way sometimes you can, a shot that doesn't quite work in colour because of the, the noise in the picture actually works really well 
as a black and white image. So there's a little kind of thing that you can do it. While we're on the subject of black and white, and I do like black and white for street photography, it is a really useful medium. If you're not sure about whether you like black and white or the how the scene will look, most cameras you can switch into a monochrome mode so they display the black and white image on the back of the camera. Now if you shoot in a RAW and JPEG, the RAW file will still be in colour because it's capturing everything the sensor sees and the outputted file, the JPEG file, is in, in monochrome. So if you get home, but the idea I like about sometimes doing that is because you can actually quickly work out whether this particular scene works in monochrome or not or whether you should shoot it in colour because by looking at the results on the back of the camera gives you that feedback. So sometimes it's hard to anticipate. I mean, some shots I'll look at and I'll just go, I'm going to convert that to black and white. I just know that straight away. Other shots I have to, you know, I go, oh, I think it works better in colour. It's not working for me in black and white. But doing that way on the back of the camera will give you some feedback and give you some, I suppose it helps teach you how to look at the scene and how it might look in monochrome versus being in colour. So one of the other things is, like I said, we, we touched on, um, you know, camera and basically any camera. It's good, like I said, to have a, have a lens with a bit of range to it. So even some of the kit lenses, even though they're not super fast, but they can give you a lot of range with, with carrying one lens because you're carrying it around all day with you. So, but like I said, my go-to choice is a 24 to 105, which just gives me that nice range of of um, from wide and because I, I shoot on a on a full frame camera and one of the tricks that I also do in, and if you are shooting with a camera like a full frame camera a lot of them you can set them up so you can shoot in you can shoot in a crop mode so basically what it is it's only using a small part of the sensor so what it does is if you've got a you know a lens that's 105 and you're camera gives you the ability to shoot in crop mode and you can shoot at 1.6 crop it increases that length of that lens by 1.6 so it gives you a slightly longer lens yes you're sacrificing megapixels because you're using only a smaller part of the sensor but sometimes that can just give you that little bit of extra reach to, to do I mean the other thing too is I tend to find that if I am shooting I do a lot of cropping with street photography sometimes you just can't get in the position where you want to get into scenes there but you can't get close enough for whatever reason so I'll shoot it knowing that I've got enough information on the sensor to be able to crop into that image and with um, the modern cameras with the very high megapixels it does give you a lot of scope to be able to do that after after you've shot the picture you can basically go in and, and edit it so these are just a couple of little things about street photography that hopefully there's something in there that will help you if you want to get out and, and try it I definitely think it's an area that everyone should have a should try you know from time to time again do it in a safe way the other thing i'll say too is if you're going into a city and you're not sure of where things are take a shooting buddy with you it's always good to have an extra pair of eyes it's very easy sometimes to get absorbed into what you're shooting and you can inadvertently walk into danger i remember on a street walk once i had a person they were getting really interested there was water in the gutter and they're shooting there and they're leaning and leaning and just I'm, I'm looking up and I see this bus coming so I've kind of grabbed them back because the bus went so close to the to the gutter they probably would have lost their camera. But they were so involved in getting this shot or getting some reflection shots that you've just got to be 
sometimes have an observer with you. So it's great to take a shooting buddy and just someone to look over your shoulder and tap you on the shoulder and, hey, jump out of harm's way or that's, uh, I don't think we should go down this laneway or, or, or I think we should get back to, you know, where there's more people or whatever. Just having that, you know, because it, it is very, very easy to get very, I suppose, in the moment with your photography and basically forget what's going on around you. I hope this has been a useful piece of uh, some, or some useful pieces of information in there that help you get out and shoot some street photography. And uh, as always, thank you for listening, and I hope you enjoy this podcast and enjoy your street photography. Hi, I'm Steve Finkel. See ya. That's all for this episode this week. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed the show, please leave us a comment and don't forget to follow us on your favourite podcast app and social media sites. Remember, photography is a pursuit where there's always something new to learn. Safe and happy shooting, everyone.